This is the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on market scale. It's not as traditional or pigeonholed as you might have seen. You're seeing a real diversification across genres and across platforms. Building your brand is not around your product, so your team and your players, but you build your brand around truly this experience and this community and the team on a greater scale. You know, the team of the past 30 years. We aren't in the baseball business. We are in the entertainment business, the experience business, and most importantly, the people business. The game's about to start. Let's make some noise. Welcome to the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Sam Mosier. Sustainability is a collective movement. While energy, waste, or transportation are often the obvious examples, fitness can be sustainable as well. For a gym, this can include energy-efficient lighting, recycled material for flooring, or even machines that generate electricity. Joining us today to talk about sustainability in the fitness industry is Dallas and Christy Neal, co-owners of The Source, an independent gym in Missoula, Montana. How are you both doing today? Great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. Dallas, how are you doing? Good. Doing great. Thanks for having us on, Sam. It's our pleasure. We're looking forward to talking with you about sustainability and fitness. But before we get into that, I think it's important to understand your backgrounds before starting The Source. What did you do before founding the gym? So originally, I was a professional football player for the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets. And after moving back to Montana, I ran health clubs for a few years and really had a passion and desire to create uh, a business model that was founded in Change Begins Inside, um, which is more focused on helping people uh, get healthy, but not necessarily look like the front page of a magazine cover and so kind of redefining the way health happens. And so that's a lot of the background that uh, me and Christy's vision was for the place. Mm-hmm. And I was actually a children's pastor um, for several years. And I started doing fit, um, personal training as more of a side hobby and fell in love with helping people to get healthy um, and helping change the mindset that goes along with um, a lot of what healthy means to people. Kind of like Dallas had noted, a lot of times people see healthy as a picture of someone else on a magazine versus them just um, being their healthiest version of themselves. So really kind of had a passion to help people just become the healthiest version of themselves and not be dissatisfied with what um, unhealthy was in their own mind. So um, yeah, Dallas and I met and got married and kind of had partnered in that vision. I like that change begins inside a lot. As uh, someone who tries his best to be healthy, I think that's an important way to motivate individuals rather than looking to others and being discouraged. How did you adapt that change begins inside to a physical facility? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we kind of created what's called the four pillars of health. Uh, the acronym is CARE, but the four pillars are uh, number one, get connected. Number two, stay active number three, value rest, and number four, encourage others. And so by using those uh, foundational principles, we can apply those to um, all of our programs at the source and use that as our theme of how to practically have change begins inside happen. Maybe, Christy, you can speak Mm -hmm. to that a little more specifically. Well, and I think um, it's a constant daily thing. You know, I think all of us are bombarded by images and even commercials that say what healthy is. Um, And we really want 
our gym to be a safe haven where people come in. We don't have a lot of posters, you know, of people who are quote unquote, the ideal model of health. Um, intentionally, we want people to really feel like they can be the ideal model of health for themselves and not look to someone else to define that for them. So I think it's a constant, um, we say almost protecting the atmosphere at our gym to not be an atmosphere where people feel dissatisfied with who they are, but almost feel motivated to become the best version of themselves. So in addition to this focus on the individual and inspiring them to be the best person they can be, another thing I think that makes the source special is its focus on sustainability. And that's a big topic. So to start, Dallas, how did sustainability play a role in the founding of the source? So foundationally, when we were building a new facility, uh, we wanted to take into account uh, best practices, you know, not only with the way you purchase equipment, but with the way you we focused on doing LED lighting and the things that were efficient hot water heaters, the things that are kind of most logical when you're working with a contractor. Um, but when it really came to operations, that's where Christy, um, over the last couple of years, has really helped us take it to the next level a step at a time. Yeah, we started just, um, it really all starts with just the question, is there a better way? And we started looking at a lot of our daily practices. You know, in a gym, um, showers happen all the time. Um, so we have towels that people use pretty regularly for sweat, for also for after they shower, and all these daily practices where we're using all these resources. And we just started to um, ask our staff and ask each other, is there a better way? Um, and in the process of asking that question, it was just neat how many connections started to form with others who were really seeking to do things a better way. Um, we, you know, Missoula itself is seeking to be zero waste by 2050. And so that in mind, we really wanted to partner with Missoula in general with that vision and do our best to, to help get there as well in the fitness realm specifically. I was reading that about Missoula. That's fascinating. I can see how a community goal like that would help each individual part of the town work toward a sustainability goal. Were you already in Missoula when you were looking to start the source? Uh, no, we were actually already in the Missoula area. Dallas had come here for college um, and kind of fell in love with the area then. Um, and so, yeah, so we were already in the area, but we really didn't realize how many different people were already partnering with that vision and how many different businesses were really supporting that until we really started to dig a little bit. And like I said, ask those questions. And then it was just neat how, mon how much networking started to happen, how many different organizations we realized really were already spearheading so many different things. Um, it just really wasn't as much in the fitness realm itself. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Sustainability doesn't have to be this isolated practice. It can connect organizations and individuals that normally wouldn't work together. How has this mission of sustainability helped network the source with other industries and individuals? I mean, it's a whole, um, the funny thing is, is I'll even talk about one conversation we had. Um, there's Missoula Urban Development, it's called MUD, and, and they really are looking to spearhead a lot of different ways to conserve and um, share resources and those kinds of things. And it's funny, the one girl we even started talking to, she was saying, she goes, you know, I, I was running on the treadmill at a gym and just kind of thinking about how much energy I was using. And, you know, so it's funny, like a lot of people already think of those things, but don't really realize there are other options even. And so to, the more that we started to just connect with people and hear that people were already starting to think, like, is there a better way? It was amazing just how many businesses are already challenging themselves to do their own business a better way. 
Um, and so, yeah, it's just been a neat community. I don't know, Dallas, did you want to say more about that? Yeah, I mean, those conversations kind of uh, catapulted us to, to go out to Seattle to see the company Sports Art, who had innovated uh, treadmills, ellipticals, and bikes that were producing energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the big things that I want to share with the listeners is I don't consider myself uh, to be perfect in an eco-friendly sense by any means. Like every day feels like a little bit of a change and a little bit of a growth, much like a new exercise program. But what we did when we went out and we just kind of picked off a project and our project was was to purchase a, a demo area of five pieces, six pieces of uh, energy producing cardio equipment with sports art that, that pushes about 175 watts an hour back into the grid. And just by picking off a project like that, it seemed to catalyze and catapult um, a lot of conversations and connections with our members and also uh, in the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought sports art up because that was the next topic of conversation I wanted to get into. What inspired that trip to Seattle and your push for greater sustainability in your gym? Uh, We actually were just starting with a sustainability project. So we were kind of researching sustainability in general. Um, And we just kind of thought, like, are there specific ideas for sustainability that apply directly to gyms? And when we started looking online in the research, we actually stumbled upon sports art. And um, with working in in a fitness industry in a gym, one of the big questions was, okay, if they can have these machines that do generate electricity and pump it back into the system, how realistic are they in a gym setting? Are they durable? <laughs> um, will you be able to have hundreds of people using them a day and, and still, you know, um, function and those kinds of things? So um, what that did is spurred us to, like Dallas said, travel to Seattle, get on the machines for ourselves. And the neat thing with sports art themselves is they have people who've worked with not just the the new energy producing equipment they've actually worked with all sorts of different equipment in the past as well and so they've blended this new technology with durable machinery and it's just a really neat thing to to come across and so we were super excited and personally I use the elliptical the green elliptical more than the regular ones I think they just have a smoother feel so it was neat to see that not only do they produce energy and a lot of people think well you have to sacrifice something to get this perk but it actually is not the case with these and so we were very impressed you hinted at it just now is going green costly for a gym or can it actually save money well when you look at a health club you got to say what's the life cycle of my treadmills my ellipticals my bikes you know you replace them every three to five years some last a little longer some don't um, in this case, uh, the treadmills, ellipticals, and bikes uh, via sports art were very cost competitive with, you know, your other typical models like Life Fitness, Precore, those type of models. But uh, the thing that I liked actually about them specific, particularly was they came with a solid five-year warranty. So we've been running on them. Uh, it hasn't quite been a year. It's been about nine months. We haven't had any issues at all, and they seem to be very durable. So for me, it it, it ended up being... I was very skeptical at first um, because even like the treadmill doesn't even have a motor in it. Uh, And so some of these things that I'm used to having to replace motors, I'm used to having doing certain maintenance. And so I think on the back end, there's actually a lot of cost savings. I I really think economically moving green in this arena is a, that's a real no brainer financially. 
Mm -hmm. it, it really makes sense. Right. Because in the maintenance realm, but then also long term, obviously your cost can be dropped with the uh, um, savings on your electrical bill. Um, so just all across the board, it just makes a little more sense. Um, the one thing that's a little different with the treadmills is because there's no motor, um, there's actually not the incline feature. And so we were a little concerned with that as well, because, you know, with customers, you kind of wonder how they'll adapt with that. But the one thing that it does have in place of it is it's a push feature on there. And we found a lot of our customers actually prefer the push feature to the incline feature on the old school treadmill anyway. And so that's been neat to just see as the um, culture kind of comes along. A lot of times in the gym culture, change is a big no-no. <laughs> People like their gym routines and they like their machines. And so that was a big question as well. But like I said, the push feature, I actually just talked to a couple yesterday that they get on the treadmills together and go through a routine with a push feature as part of their daily workout routine. So that was a neat thing as well. So on that note of customers, how did you prepare or educate them on these sustainable changes to the gym? One of the things that we did was we took an area and we kind of set it off with recycled carpet, um, a different color scheme, and really set it off as, as a green demo area. So you're, you're not just putting another piece of equipment right in place of a piece of equipment that was sitting there, but really wanted them to uh, differentiate. And so we did some things physically, but maybe, Christy, you can speak to the other things that we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we also um, intentionally had to worked on getting our machines all in line and ready for Earth Day. And we had an Earth Day launch um, and a competition to try to generate as many watts as we could for that Earth Day weekend. Um, so we just kind of wanted to educate and make it kind of a fun event in order to launch it. And then from there, continue to educate customers as they come in. It's part of our um, tour. So whenever we give a tour, we kind of stop at that area and educate a little bit about what that section of the facility is for and that kind of thing. Um, so it's a continual thing because as we generate new customers, obviously, we still need to continue to educate. Um, but specifically for the, the launch, we did an Earth Day event where we really tried to be intentional about communicating and making it a fun launch. Like you said, with those tours, do you see sustainability as an element that can help gyms stand out in this crowded fitness market? I do. Mm -hmm. Especially the funny thing is it's one of those things where some people are like, oh, that's cool. And some people are like, I've been waiting for something like this. You know, so you do get different reactions across the board. But even just the other day, I was talking to a, a lady and she said, you know, um, I, a lot of times I work out and I think about it being for me. But all of a sudden I started thinking about it being for doing better for, you know, the environment. And so that switch mentally where so many times when you get wrapped up in the fitness realm, it's all about me, me, me. And how can I look better? How can my quads look better? You know, <laughs> and all these different elements that just kind of help people get wrapped up in themselves. And I think what we're doing with even the change begins inside and our fourth pillar, of course, being encouraging others is taking that mentality of fitness is all about me to be fitness is about how I can encourage others on the journey. But even beyond that, fitness can be about how I can do better for future generations. I love that marriage of not just helping yourself, but helping the environment as well. You said this project started as a demo area. When was that installed? This was just last year, last Earth Day. Mm-hmm. And so how have you seen success in this? Where do you see sustainability at the source going next? I would say we would love to keep moving forward in it. I think if these machines were had been available when we built an ideal world, it'd be I'd encourage anyone building a gym, of course, start from using these machines right from the get go, because um, that's a lot easier, obviously, than switching everything out. 
Um, but I think what it also has caused us to do, we obviously want to continue to replace a lot of the machines as they get replaced to replace them with energy producing. Um, and it also has caused us to just look into other areas. Like I said, towels, um, it's generated a, a new relationship with a fella who, you know, um, uses recycled water bottles, um, and recycled cotton materials in clothing and in working on doing that with towels and all these kinds of things. So I think what it did was sparked a thing of, you know, moving forward, just being intentional with the choices we make. You know, it's a little challenging once a gym's already in motion to say, well, we're going to replace everything and start from scratch. You know, once we already have customers used to a certain routine, it does, it does take some intentionality and some um, planning. Um, however, what it's done, like I said, is every step we take forward, even when we just recently purchased our t-shirts, instead of just buying, you know, the cheapest t-shirts online with your logo, we really started to ask, can we do better with utilizing textiles? Um, and so what we did this last time was ordered t-shirts um, that are made of recycled water bottles and recycled cotton. So just trying to make better choices. I think one thing I would encourage anyone who's wanting to move in the sustainability realm, I think one of the things that at the beginning was a challenge is you have this mental focus of, well, if I use a piece of paper, then I'm not eco-friendly, so I need to not even try. And so what we've really encouraged our team is, is how can we continue to be better but not feel so overwhelmed that we don't make those small changes in the right direction. And I think that's just kind of where we're at, continuing to make small changes in the right direction and encouraging to continue to go the right way um, with our choices. So like you said with other gyms, I think the source is such a great example for other gyms looking to become sustainable as well. What advice would you give to them? I mean, one of the things that I would say, and Christy says this a lot, is, is really continue to focus on the connection. So making relational connections, I think it's easy just to get, okay, we need to do this. And you can even have the idea, if we do this, we'll look better. It'll be better for our customers. But what you find in the process is even taking on a, a small project or any little project that you can do is that you meet so many people and so many stories and the connections that you make are what you really find as, as, as what becomes the most valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, Christy, maybe you can speak to a little bit more of that. I would just encourage them, like I said kind of before, number one, don't get overwhelmed with the end picture. Just continue to kind of move the right direction. Um, that was one of the things that once we got over that hump, it really just started the ball rolling. And you really just start to realize how many other people there are out there that do care and that are able to kind of walk you through this journey. Um, and I would just say continue to ask that question, how can we do better? You know, or is there a better way? Because um, once you start to ask that question, it's amazing how many different relationships, like Dallas said, are out there that really are wanting to help you go that direction. Um, how many different customers do care and do come alongside. Um, I had a lady the other day just ask if she could help take care of our plants at the gym because she loves plants and she loves that we have plants. And so it's amazing just how many customers start to come out of the woodwork saying, we do care too. How can we partner with you in this journey? Um, so it's just a neat relationship that starts to happen with other people in the community, with customers and other businesses. Mm -hmm. And even financially, like if, if you're a club owner and hey, you don't have uh, you know, $100,000 just to put here, put there. As you're doing your normal replacements mm -hmm. of equipment, of T-shirts, of apparel, of towels, mm -hmm. this can be part of your budget. And every time we've done the research and we've gone through it, 
it usually costs the same or saves us money long term. Mm -hmm. And so I think going through those economics and just making some intentional planning with your finances, you'll find that it, it makes a lot of sense. Wow. So a, a no-brainer. And like you said with the, the customers at these other gyms, a thing you mentioned earlier is that change in the, the fitness industry is, is usually a bad thing. How, what advice would you give to those gyms to help prepare or educate their customers just like you did in yours? Uh, one thing we talk about in our gym a lot is making sure we communicate the why. So why things are changing. Um, a lot of times if you just say, oh, we're using these new towels, people will be like, well, I like the old ones. What was wrong with the old ones or that kind of thing? Um, however, if you continue to communicate the why, you know, this is actually better for our environment. Um, we really want to make an impact on future generations. This isn't just about us. You know, we're responsible to steward our earth well. Um, a lot of times people can really get behind and champion that. And then it's not just, oh, they're changing a towel on me. It's I'm helping make a difference. Um, so I think just continuing to communicate the why, making sure your entire staff knows why you are doing something and really is able to help get behind that and communicate that to the members and to the community. Yeah, the members can really become your advocates and your and your champions for this mm -hmm. for these projects if you ask them to. Where do you see sustainability and fitness going next? I see it really in the customer demographic. So I see it in the market. Um, we've talked about, you know, change yourself, change your community, change your world. I actually think that the customers and the market are shifting to that type of mentality mm -hmm. and that um, gyms that are willing to adapt and um, meet those customer needs and meet those customers' ex expectations, I think they'll be more successful in their business as well because I think the market's shifting to mm -hmm. wanting that. Well, and a lot of statistics are showing that people are starting to make choices based on what they feel good about. Um, the market has shifted a lot from, I mean, even if you look at generationally, you know, when, when I was a kid, I didn't really think much about recycling. And the kids coming up now, it's kind of becoming the norm. And so to not embrace where that's going can actually miss a whole generation that is growing up with the intentionality of caring about the environment. Um, so I just think it kind of partners with, you know, obviously taking care of our planet, um, but also meeting the customers where their desire is and even where they've grown up almost being taught to um, take care of the earth in that way. Um, so we've really realized a lot of um, the new customers coming up, if they have a choice between a gym that's taking care of the environment and a gym that's not, you know, a lot of them are going to lean towards, well, I'm going to choose a product or a service that actually helps better the environment while meeting my needs rather than just meeting my needs. Um, so I do believe that the demographics, the market is changing to want to make a difference through their consumer choices. I agree. It's great to see that collective change in the public consciousness in terms of being knowledgeable and aware of sustainability. Well, Dallas and Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about sustainability in the fitness industry. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you, Sam. Of course, and thank you, everyone, for listening to today's sports and entertainment podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Sam Mosier. Thank you for listening. Okay.